Patrick, I already were doing. Okay, back to your podcast. Um, all right, where, Patrick, where do you want to start? I mean, Sarah, what's going on? Well, back in LA, finally. I told you, five weeks is too much. And I told you, I'm never traveling. I told my family this too, and I told my husband this. I am not traveling without a nanny ever again for five weeks. Yeah. So I said, or or leave the kid home. Oh yeah, with who? <laughs> He's like, were your kids like this? We're going through this phase. He's like so attached to us. Like he can't do bedtime without us. Like if he doesn't see us, he cries. Oh my god, it's crazy. I didn't realize well, they were like because you're home all day. I mean. Is yeah, the, is the kid ever? Is he ever alone? Well, he's going I mean, I don't to be mean alone by himself. I mean, with like a sitter <laughs> or a nanny or something. Yeah, he has a little nanny that he likes, but we co-share her with another family, so he only gets her like two days, three days a week. But starting this fall, when he's eighteen months, you know what? You should co-share the kid too. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, can the family take him the other two days? You know what? That's not a bad idea. Like, think about that. Part-time parent, you could you you co-share a kid. They get the kid three, four, well, I guess that's what happens when you get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe that's you it. Co- yeah. You co-share a kid. You co-share, yeah. It's, so um, the good crazy. news is. All right, what's going on? My house was not raided last night by the FBI. Patrick, I got to get all your thoughts because, you know, I, I just got to I mean, I, look, I think he's going down. I mean, don't you? I want to hear all your say, thoughts. We, people have said that before. So. You know. Okay, and we still don't... I mean, many, many people many times have said, this is it, he's going down. I mean, from the election, you know, the primary with all the stories that came out, the audio on the bus, you know, you can go back. There's actually memes of two, three-minute video clips of all the, you know, pundits out there. He's going down, this is it, this is the end, blah, blah, blah. And then the same thing on election day, and he won. And then the same thing with the Russian investigation, the same thing with the impeachment, the same thing with... On and on and on. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, so obviously unprecedented breaking news last night. Right. The uh, FBI using a legal judge signed search warrant uh, raided the uh, search, I should say. Technically, it's not a raid. Uh, searched the uh, former president of the United States, Donald Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago. And yeah, I mean, just unprecedented. So, you know, there's reports out there that they're searching for classified documents that he has, uh, is alleged to have taken from the White House and had stored at uh, Mar-a-Lago. Don't know what those classified documents are or if that's the only thing. Okay. Uh, You know, most experts if you want to call them that are saying that you know to get a search warrant signed by a judge or magistrate to raid uh search the former president of the united states home had to meet a high bar there has to be a real there there uh can't just be a fishing expedition on and on obviously trump came out with a statement you know saying he was under siege uh, that the Justice Department, the FBI, have been completely compromised, politicized. This is nothing more than a witch hunt to get him to not run again. Uh, obviously, you know that is a typical Trump reaction. Uh, it clearly is a legal search, uh, but I will say, you know, 
there better be something there. There really better be something there. Like this, if this is just about a few classified documents, uh, you know, he's he's going to have a pretty good case as this is, you know, uh, a clearly orchestrated attack on him. Uh, we'll see, you know, and what, here's the thing though. I think we need to hear from either the FBI or the DOJ to some degree okay. on what's going on, right? Don't you think? Well, I mean, it's funny you say that. I thought the same thing. I thought because, you know, now we're seeing obviously his supporters right out in the streets near Mar-a-Lago supporting him. Um, you know, there's been lots of hot takes of are the Democrats. I guess my question is, yeah, I mean, is this like are they Democrats? I don't know. They're not behind it. Right. FBI, CIA is like independent of um, the president and, you know, other governments. Right. That's how they're supposed so to work. And so, the DOJ, not the and, CIA. But yeah, th- right. listen, I, I think it depends. So. I mean, to your point, yeah, I guess. Would they have done all this just for a few boxes of National Archive information? Like, you know, because obviously the president's supposed to turn that off, turn that over to, for National Archives, like any whatever I mean, letters, listen, all that secretary- stuff. And again, I'm not comparing this to Hillary, but many are. You had the Secretary of State purported to have classified emails on a laptop. Her house wasn't raided. Um, You know, the FBI came out during the election, you know, the whole story saying uh, we found, you know. Well, I mean, even James Comey, I mean, the head of the FBI at the time, right? Right. I mean, what was days before the election basically came out and said that, you know, there could have been. Well, that was, yeah, that was when they found, um, uh, what's his face, his Wiener's laptop, uh, you know, yeah, but she paid, she paid a heavy price for that. I mean, you could even argue, I mean, that those she emails, did, but, but what I'm saying is I would hope, and I believe for Merrick Garland, the attorney general of the United States to sign off that, that to go get a judge's. So it's being reported that a judge from West Palm beach signed off on the warrant. Clearly, Merrick Garland knew about it as the attorney general. There's no way they're going to raid Trump's house without him knowing. It, it, I guess, met a high bar. And, but, but I think we need to see what that is, right? You know, if you're a Trump supporter or kind of in the middle, mm-hmm. you know, we've been down this path before with the Steele dossier and a lot of other stuff. Right. Sure. And if there's nothing there, I think it's going to, to some degree, potentially invalidate what the January 6th committee has accomplished, which I, I think is to that. show that maybe there was no criminal activity. You can't, you, I shouldn't say you, you can't charge Trump with, with the criminal statute based on, uh, January 6th, but clearly just bad, bad judgment and almost to the point of, you know, causing it to occur. So, but, but when you go back into all the investigations, all the impeachments, 
there needs to be something here. I really, I really believe that. Or he's going to become a martyr. I think the 10, 12, I keep talking about the 8, 10, 12% of people who I think now have moved away from him in the general election because of January 6th. Do they move back? Does this look orchestrated? Does this look like, you know, the, the Merrick Garland and other attorney generals have always said, we don't target individuals, we target potential crimes. So let's hope they're targeting a potential crime and not the individual. Um, but we'll see, you know, we'll, 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 we'll see. Um, you know, I believe there's a statute that says if you're convicted of a federal crime, you can't hold public office. Right. There's some experts who say that doesn't apply to the presidency. I think that certainly would be debated. Uh, but I do think if he's not charged and or convicted with whatever they went to look for last night, and there's not there's it turns out to be not enough. Uh, you know, based on Trump's personality, what we know. I think this, he clearly will run again, 100%. Oh. 100%. And, you know, because that's just who he is. Right. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I know. Uh, it's interesting. I thought just about some that. Side too. notes. DeSantis came out, said something in support. So did Rubio. You know, the, the typical more conservative wing of the party, Kevin McCarthy's and the Scalises and so forth, all, you know, this is a witch hunt. We're going to investigate the DOJ, blah, blah. It's interesting though, McConnell uh, and some of the, you know, uh, uh, s some of the more rational Republicans, I guess, uh, haven't really said much. Yeah. You know, so it'd be, cause they're, they're waiting. And listen, they clearly have moved away from Trump. They're not, maybe not wishing for him to be, con you know, but maybe they're hoping there's something there in, right. in their own personal thoughts. So uh, he doesn't run again, but we'll see. We'll see. But it's big, big deal. Big deal. Uh, Very big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I thought, oh, God, does this tip him over the edge to run? You know, because I think we were getting away, getting to a place where obviously DeSantis has a lot of momentum, potentially. Right. We're still a ways out. But, you know. Like, it's like, oh, is this again? But we are still a ways out. So everything seems to change month to month. Listen, week I to think week. he's so convicted of a crime here. It, yeah, well, you know, it depends on the crime. You know, like, I hate the. I don't want to listen. I've never had a top secret clearance or dealt with classified information. But if this is a couple documents that didn't make it back to the National Archives that were classified. And you raid his house. I think most people are going to think, you know, obviously there's true hump, Trump haters out there that will applaud this. But I think most Americans will think it was an overreach. It was an overreaction. Why are you raiding his house? How about you subpoena him? Which I believe they did at some point pre previous to this. But, uh, you know, because then people start, to think, then the narrative becomes if they can do it to the president, they can do it to you and da, 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 da. And I don't believe that in terms of I think there had to be something there. But you also had a you know FISA warrant signed off on for the steel based on what turned out to be a crap, you know, not an accurate document in the steel dossier. So that's still fresh in people's minds, even though it was four years ago. So uh five years ago. 
So anyway, we'll see. All right. Talk to me about a lot of people said it's been a rough two weeks for Republicans. You know, I mean, it was going to be like the red wave coming up in the fall. Um, You know, it looks like with Kansas, obviously, Kansas rejected a all Republican, um, you know, uh, house there in their state. Uh, Uh, Nebraska today, I believe it was the governor has moved off of. Uh, a 12-week ban because he didn't have enough support. So where do you want to start? And, you know, of course, the redu- what is it? The inflation reduction bill has passed, yeah, which you know. Is, which is kind of fun. So a few things. I think there's been absolutely several wins by the Democratic, uh, you know, the, the administration and, and the Democratic side of Congress you know, we'll see if this Inflation Reduction Act is actually a win, what the American people think of it. You know, spending, you know, hundreds of, of, of uh, you know, billions of dollars on climate, billions of dollars on increased IRS enforcement, billions of dollars on, uh, uh, you know, some other, you know, so clearly democratic initiatives uh taxing corporations a minimum of 15 percent which seems reasonable but when you start getting into the weeds how corporate taxes work you know many are concerned that um and again without getting in the weeds if companies want to make capital investment they get to amortize uh, or depreciate i should say that cost over x number of years and then you would pay the appropriate taxes, for example, and there's a lot of ways to do this from an accounting standpoint, over those years. But I believe this bill forces you if, to pay the taxes up front so you can't spread out the, the tax uh, or the tax uh, implications, I should say. So we'll see. You know, does it, does it cost jobs? Does the Medicare negotiating prices and the cap on certain prescription drugs, does that hurt uh, research and development on the pharma side? Does it push more premiums on the insurance side? So, again, we're getting in the weeds here, but it's definitely a win for the Dems in Congress. It'll be interesting to see if the public thinks it's a win, right? Two different things. If it turns out that prices rise, inflation doesn't go down, if uh, these costs are passed on to consumers, well, then it's not a win, right? If if the middle class, as it turns out, because Biden has said nobody will pay additional taxes that you know, makes below 400000 there's studies out there now that say that this clearly will increase uh, certain taxes uh, in your paycheck and other things on middle class, either from cost of goods or, or what have you. Uh, we'll see. But clearly, they have some momentum. They've passed a, a bunch of legislation, the CHIPS bill, uh, the semiconductor CHIPS bill. the uh, Yeah, which is so, all about like, yeah, chips in your car and... Yeah, so that was, you know, that that was passed with bipartisan support. And then the Manchin-Schumer deal was announced and hence the 50-50 vote and Kamala uh, 
was the deciding vote as the vice president. So there was no Republican support for this Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, we'll see if it's actually a win for the American people. Uh, and what do you think um, with Kansas, right, obviously voting to keep abortion rights for women? What do you think that means? Like, you know, a lot of people are making a lot about that for, you know, coming up for fall elections that, you know, people well, are What's pissed. interesting about that is, and I said this last week, if every state did what Kansas did, there'd be no argument, I think, from the left, Right. So if you're Oklahoma or if you're Texas and you're passing this through a majority white male, and I guess, you know, it doesn't matter what, but male driven legislation, legislator, legislate. Oh my God, I know, I, I know that word's word. always hard for me too. Yeah. Uh, legislation, legislature in say Texas or Oklahoma or wherever without letting the people decide, well, you know, you deserve a ton of criticism. But the Supreme Court ruling sent this back to the states. And in Kansas's case, the state citizens, residents, decided, no, we don't want a more intrusive abortion ban. And by the way, in overwhelming fashion, you know, I think the state's like 67% Republican. Trump won the state by over 15 points. And the bill was defeated by almost two-thirds. So clearly that's a mandate and, you know, the, the Constitution remains intact. And I believe that's what you're seeing going to happen in Nebraska. And these are very Republican states. Mm -hmm. So my my question is, I bet you if Texas put it up for vote, it would lose or win, depending on how the, you know, I, I believe people would be for some reasonable number of weeks of abortion. Sure. I, my guess is the same would be true in most states. And if that happened, in essence, that codifies it nationally. Uh, but the states that are just doing it themselves, I, I think that's just terrible. And, I think that's terrible. You know, things change so much. You think this predicts anything for <clears throat> the Republicans? You know, there was so much talk all spring. The Republicans were going to take the Senate. Now doesn't look no, like the, the Republicans aren't winning the Senate, not with Herschel Walker, not with Dr. Oz, not with maybe J.D. Vance and, and a few others. Listen, I've been saying this all along. I think the Republicans. Two months ago, we're going to win 35 to 40 seats. I dropped that number to 24 to 30. That number may be 10, 15 now. You know, I think for the first time since November, the generic ballot for Congress now favors Dems. Um, the Republicans are screwing this up, right? They just are. Their, their, their focus on social issues, um, bad candidates, and, you know, the obsession with Trump, the ongoing obsession with Trump. Yeah, I think they're screwing this up. They're just they're screwing this up. And and by the way, yeah, yo, shame on you. Know, I don't want to say shame. That's a person. But Mitch McConnell is the leader of the Senate. You have to get better candidates than Herschel Walker. I would think. I would think Mitch McConnell has right? a lot of sway. You're but... telling me there's no one in Georgia who would have been a better candidate against Warnock. Warnock was easily beatable. Easily. 
you put anybody with a solid background, solid reputation, and experience up against Warnock I, in Georgia, but you don't think, they would have won. You don't think Herschel Walker still has a chance? I think I read. No chance. Really? Okay. No chance. I mean, listen, unless I'm completely surprised, but no chance. Okay. Unless the turnout is so strong for Kemp to beat Abrams, and then they just vote down party line. Because I read a maybe. poll, I think a Nate Silva poll recently, that Walker and um, Warlock were still very close. I, th- I saw, last but, I saw was Warnock was up four, uh, but Kemp's up five or six on Abrams, which is a big, I think a big number, mm-hmm. considering how tight, you know, the race was last time. Uh, so, you know, listen, Fetterman's going to beat Oz in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Well, that guy's and a good, way, you know, he's a good guy, it seems like, all the way around. I mean, I can see, He is? Know. Are we sure about that? Like, I, we don't know that. <laughs> yes, you said that several months ago. You no, were- no, I didn't. He comes across as this blue-collar guy, but it pa- turns out his parents been paying his bills till he was in the, his <laughs> mid-40s. Like, he acts like this blue-collar, uh, he's got, like, He's been funded by his parents until his mid forties. Well, the dudes. Okay, well, uh, the guy's never worked. What has he really done in life? That's a good he was question. A lieutenant governor. No, seriously, what has he done? Well, that's Say a what job. You want about Oz. Lieutenant Oz, Oz. Oz is a heart surgeon, hugely successful. Hugely successful. You could argue whether he's really from Pennsylvania or whatever. But what has Fetterman done? Like. Come on. Somehow he's like going to be a senator? Harvard. Um, was, is he a Harvard educated? There yeah, you go. Um, okay. Well, that doesn't, I know, that doesn't that really mean, mean that, much. That means literally zero. No, you're smart. You're smart. Um, uh, or you have money. Or you have money and influence. That's true. Uh, he previously served as a mayor of Braddock, which is obviously a small oh, town. Like 12 people live in the town. Fetterman is a Democratic nominee. He's also the 34th lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania. Um, he was in the insurance Nothing. industry. Fetterman studied oh. finance at Albright College and earned an MBA from the University of Connecticut. Sorry, he's not Harvard educated. Uh, following the death of a close friend, he joined the AmeriCorps. Earned an MPP from Harvard. There we go. And Fetterman's service with AmeriCorps led him to Braddock, um, where he was elected mayor. Okay, okay. well, that's no big I could be So better. nothing, really. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, he worked in insurance. I mean, the guy's had a job. Maybe he what, didn't. What? Uh, he, and he okay. received national attention for his efforts to legalize cannabis statewide. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, but see, that's my point. Like, what has he done? Well, when you look at it that way, you're right. It doesn't seem like a lot because, I mean, as you know, plus you his run, parents paid for everything. You run it. My my if my parents are paying, I can't even town. I can't even mayor of my hometown, which is eighteen thousand people. I mean, to be honest, it does seem like <laughs> Oz has done more. I mean, because look, you run a TV station. You know how hard it is to have a top talk show for how but many th- years? But this I shows mean, you you don't need you don't need real experience to be a senator. I know that sounds terrible, but senators, look at our leadership in this country, okay? Mitch McConnell, smart guy, never really had a job. I think he's a lawyer, but No, and his wife's family is the one that's super rich. Right, okay. Uh, Kevin Kevin McCarthy, 
House Minority Leader. Don't know anything Never about Never really him. had a job. Okay. Political his entire life. Nancy Pelosi. Schumer. Biden. All these people never manage anything, never ran companies, never were executives. Yeah, but you can't say that. There, there are careers where they wanted to be in politics. I feel like it's like a doctor, right? You you want to get in because you want to impact change, even though it, things can change down the road. You know, yeah, uh, things can change. That's why there should be, there should be, there should be um, term well, there should okay. be that's okay. That's a whole nother. I'm not thing. saying it's not a job, but what I'm saying is when you're making decisions on the lives of Americans, I would, to me, you should have a little bit more experience of understanding what people go through, and then and then managing people, managing budgets, executive level decisions. That's why I think governors make better presidents. Right. Yeah, because they've already do. run things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, and by the way, I mean, a lot of these, polit- you know, Mitt Romney, a lot of these politicians, Glenn Youngkin, you know, there are a lot of them were business people and CEOs before yes. they and then they get into. I mean, you could argue, I mean, Trump was a CEO, <laughs> you know, I mean, he was a CEO, yeah, he was I mean, a listen, TV he personality. Was, right? Yeah, I mean, and maybe that was oversold. But listen, at the end of the day, he was he ran a, he ran a multi-billion dollar that company. his father gave him. But okay. still, you know, okay. he built it up. Much more than his father had. Yeah, like, but I mean, give these him a people, little bit of credit. Well, it's like Fetterman. I mean, I mean it's like Fetterman. You know, I mean, let, these people are given a big heads up by their parents. I hold, mean, come on. on. Trump was a Trump was a mainstream media star until he became president, or or I should say, until it it, it became apparent that he actually might win the presidency. Okay, the guy was on NBC for years. He had he had a show. Yeah, he was a star in New York. People love to. He was at yes. Hillary and Bill's wedding. Yeah, I mean, come on, like, like, like. Yeah, he was we, on Howard Stern Trump all now. the time. Yeah, yeah. But listen, well, that's why I think a DeSantis or a governor, a Yunkin, you know, could could eventually, you know, and even a Newsom. At least he's managed this. I mean, California is probably the sixth largest economy in the world, or some ridiculous number like that. So at least. You could disagree with policy, but at least he's managed crisis. He's managed a budget. He's managed, you know, climate stuff. He's managed, you know, major capital projects uh, and and hundreds of thousands of employees. I, I just think that, you know, that's what we need in this country. And yeah, listen, Joe Biden could be the nicest guy in the world, but he's a career politician. That's it. Joe, sleepy Joe, making some things happen here in this past. And I'm not week. saying all businessmen would make good politicians either, right? You do need to know how to work the system, and yeah. But anyway, all right, where do you want to move on to? Um, you know, there's a lot. There's some sports things happening. There's some pop culture. I mean, you were you were tweeting well, a lot Montgomery about Montgomery County. Oh yeah, let's uh, talk about that ca- really quick. The county executive <laughs> race between Mark Elrich. David Blair uh, looks like Mark Elrich um, is going to win. He's up 40, 42 votes. Thanks, Hans Reamer, <laughs> for running and taking 20-something thousand votes away from David potentially Blair. David Blair. But it is what it is, and the county gets what they, they get. And I'll, 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 I'll move on from, from, from that. There will be a recount. 
but I don't think it's going to change much. Well, I was going to say to you, I got one question for you, which is if you were running David Blair's campaign, would you, I mean, he wants a recount. Would you do a recount? Or yeah, you think for, it's, it's point, it's like point one, it's less than point one percent. Yeah, it's 42 votes. You have to do a recount. But Told again, you, I think I, the last time they did a recount four years ago, it only moved two votes. Mm. I know. Cra- crazy to think that your county reelected. I mean, I just because our kids going now back to school in the fall in Montgomery County. I just County, think masked. it shows you. Listen, at the end of the day, it's it's the flaw of closed primaries. It's the flaw of not having ranked choice. So I believe if you got ranked choice, even those people who voted for Hans may have listed David Blair as number two. Elrich is number three, and Blair would be county exec. I also think if you get independents in the race, I mean, able to vote, David Blair would be county exec. You know, I believe the number is only Elrich will be reelected with only 6.7% of the county's registered Democratic voters voting for him, or only 6.7% of the county voters voting for him. Because the turnout was so small, and then he only took 37 38%, 39%, whatever the number's going to end up being, of that total, I mean, it's not a mandate, but it's it's unfortunately, you know, closed primaries, two-party system, and that's what you get. Mm. And this is how you end up with bad candidates, bad leaders, bad officials. Independents should be allowed to vote in primaries. That's it. Um, okay, I know we don't talk too much about mask stuff, but what is, I mean, with this, obviously with Elrich continuing, we know how he feels about COVID. Um, so what is, what is as we head into the fall with Montgomery County, are the kids going to be masked? Is that the deal? Plus no. they have to be, oh, they're not. No, school. Wow. They're not. They're not. Um, but they probably have to be mandated vaccinated, right? Is, they, is there a mandate? They do not in really? Montgomery County. Yeah. So, so so those two, I I, I think the Montgomery County Council, who has a lot of weight over what the county exec says, I hope they stay the course. Um, They seem to be a little bit more reasonable on these issues than Mark Elridge was or is. Listen, I think it was up to Mark Elridge by himself, everyone being masked forever. Right. So, um, but schools need to move on from mass. You know, they have. Uh, so the D.C. Um, uh, mandatory vaccination of COVID is being challenged. We'll see how that turns out. And I also believe that there's some senators, Ted Cruz being one. Yes, I know he. Who are trying to make it where it shouldn't be mandatory. And again, I agree. I don't think it should be mandatory at all. Yeah, that's for bananas. I mean, school. for yeah. the lowest impacted group of individual. I mean, it's yeah. just it's, it's crazy. And by the way, it doesn't prevent transmission. You know, it doesn't prevent transmission. So what are you doing here? It makes zero sense, zero scientific sense. Uh, listen, going back to politics for a second, the Republicans had all the momentum. You know, they I believe the red states handled COVID better. I think they made much better scientific decisions, better business decisions. I think you had, you know, blue states keeping kids out of school and in mass way too long. Uh, and I awful. think you saw, 
I think you saw the Yunkins of the world win because of that. And I think you saw a lot of outrage. You're seeing all the studies come out about how, how negatively impacted these kids were from a learning standpoint, how far schools are behind. You had crime rising and continues to rise in every major city in this country. And yet, even though those, those are serious issues, health and safety, inflation, economic factors, your kids' schooling and safety. Those are winning. If you're on the, if you're on the right side of those issues, or certainly not on the wrong side of those issues, uh, and not the, the party who's, in essence, you know, charged with those issues, you're going to win elections. But I think the chips and the abortion and the guns and, you know, and then, you know, the this, you know, uh, Inflation Reduction Act, I think has changed the momentum for sure. I don't know if you now, listen, we still have we still have three months, you know, you know, I think another six people were killed in Philadelphia last night. You had other carjackings. You had, you know, two two individuals go into um, a store, I believe, in California last night and just steal hundreds of thousands and no one did anything. So, you know, some of these decisions, you know, they say politics is local. And I do think it, it will be localized to, to some degree. Um, but we'll see. Um, but God, well, I just had a question for you. I don't know if you saw Bill Maher on Friday night, but he yeah, bas- about the, 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 go ahead. Sorry. Well, he was just making the argument about which party Republican or Democrat are actually for your freedoms, you know, was, was one of his arguments. And essentially it was leaning towards, he feels like to some degree, Republicans are more for your, um, your personal freedoms, freedom of speech, freedom about medicine, to choose what's best for your body. Of course, you know, they both argue Democrats and Republicans are all about freedom, except for when, you know, you oppose them to some degree, right? Mm -hmm. Abortion or whatever, and then they're not. But, you know, he feels that people are going to vote based on big on covid based on if their kids have to get mandated mandated vaccines and they're going to vote against democrats in the fall. Do you think that's true? Do you think we're still going to have the impact of covid impact elections? I do. I think on more state level elections, not necessarily national elections, senators tend to go more from a national standpoint. It's interesting when you look at a state like Maryland, where you could have a two time Republican governor win, but you would never, almost never, you'd see a senator come from Maryland who's Republican. Mm. And sometimes I can't necessarily explain it, but. Um, because I do think people, most voters understand the difference where a senator is being sent to Washington to represent the state's interests nationally, where a local politician certainly maybe has their individual interests more aligned with, or they vote for someone more aligned with their individual interests, whether it's kids' safety, schools, taxes, local taxes, and, and, and so forth. Uh, but momentum is is real. Bad candidates don't win, right? And you know, it's um, all these Trump candidates. You know, they clean sweeped Arizona. They won in, I believe it was Wisconsin. They they beat 
I think you pronounce his last name, Major or Major, Major, who was a moderate Republican who voted for impeachment against Trump. And, you know, the Dems applauded that when he did it. And then they spent money propping up his opponent. So the opponent wins and they believe that opponent's easier to beat. And then you have the Lincoln Project out there who is anti-Trump, anti-right wing, you know, but at the same time, in my opinion, hypocritical. Why didn't they support? They didn't spend any money to support this guy in Wisconsin. And I believe it was Wisconsin. I may have that wrong. So why didn't they put their money where their mouth is? A guy who voted for impeachment against Trump, a moderate Republican, apparently they spent no money to help him. So, uh, you know, that listen, it's a strategy that's worked. They spent money in, in Maryland to prop up Dan Cox, who beat, uh, you know, uh, the, the more moderate Republican candidate for governor. Uh, Schultz, so we'll see. All right, let's move on to pop culture. You were tweeting about Anne Heche. Yes. Although it's not looking good for her. You know, reportedly yesterday she's in a coma in critical condition. I I don't know. It doesn't seem like that could be a good thing. But um, what's your take? You know, you were kind of saying like. I have a pretty hard take on this. It's going to sound really bad. Well. (laughs) And it might get edited. Okay, well, give us your take. I mean. She should be arrested, I think, is your is your point. And why has she not been arrested? But, I mean, it sounds like if her publicist well, is Well, I think they're doing the investigation. I think they, they subpoenaed her blood that was taken at the hospital when she got to the hospital after the accident. I believe she will be charged. There's no way you cannot charge her. The question is, what will the charges be? Reckless driving, DUI, leaving the scene of an accident potentially vehicular something or other. Right. Uh, she should she should be sued and she should have to pay for those that individual's home who unfortunately lost her entire home. Yeah. Uh, there's a GoFundMe page for, for, the, for that woman. Uh, listen, I don't want the woman. I don't know Ann Hesh. I like some of the stuff she's been in. I'm sure she, she clearly has an illness drinking problem or drug problem or both. I certainly don't want to see her die by any means. I would never you know, wish that on, on anyone, but I don't really feel bad for her. I don't like prayers for Ann Hesh. No. Yeah. A lot of people. She are- could have killed children. She could have killed other individuals. There's now a video that has surfaced where she almost ran over a woman mm-hmm. in a coming out of an alley. The woman had to jump out of the way. She could have destroyed lives that day. And she was bragging on a podcast about that she was drinking wine and vodka. Shame on her. Don't necessarily feel bad for her. Yes, I don't want, I want her to recover, but she should either go to jail, be charged, have to pay serious restitution to this woman. And, you know, I just honestly, I don't really have a lot of empathy for her and and the prayers and blah, blah, blah stuff. I just I just don't. Yeah. Well, Alec Baldwin, one of the big ones coming out, you know, giving I know, I know. (laughs) I know how you feel about Alec Baldwin. Um, You know, obviously her podcast co-host, you know, some other people, um, 
just. I mean, listen, if you're friends with her, yeah, you, you want to wish her well. But like in general, I'm more, I feel more, I feel more terrible for the woman. Even yeah. though she wasn't hurt, I still feel more, more empathy for her than I do Anne Hesh. And thank God Anne Hesh didn't kill another. I know. I, honestly, I mean, listen, I mean you, have a woman, you have a woman on trial right now for crashing into. Oh, here in LA. A, uh, yeah. It, it, killed six. And that video is unbelievable. Listen, that could have easily been oh. what occurred the other day with Anne Hesh. Easily. I mean, she that video. She was literally had to be doing 100 miles an hour down a little she side street. She was 90 miles an hour off of yeah. La Brea, um, and and then by the way, then crashed and pulled out, left the scene, and then crashed again into a house, burning the house down. Yeah, and Hayes did. Like, yeah. What yeah, if yeah. there was kids in that? Like, just yeah. She she. I mean, I, listen, mean, I, I don't Hesh... want her. I wanted to recover, but she should. She should be. She should be held accountable. Have to full restitution. Uh, Oh, yeah. So. I mean, amazing. She didn't kill somebody, you know, amazing. Um, all right. What about sports? Anything? You know, of course, um, Juan Soto was traded like last week. The yes. day we do the podcast, he's traded like hours later to the Padres. Not really shocking. We obviously knew that was coming. No. Um, and then, you know, I, what other interesting sports so, stuff? So, is going so on? There was a poll. There was a poll yesterday about uh, positive. Comments or posts, positive posts and or comments on social media about every football team, every professional football team. Okay. And the commanders ranked dead last. <laughs> so clearly there's not a lot of people posting positive uh, thoughts about their commander's fo- football oh, team. God. So uh, they have the easiest schedule as it stands today based on last year's records, okay. which doesn't mean much. So they have, you know, uh, according to, uh, you know, online betting sites, they have the easiest schedule in the NFL. Listen, I think they have to make the playoffs. I, I you know, yeah, Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera, super nice guy, seems to be awesome dude. Had basically one really good season in Carolina, and none here. So I think this is it for him. You think, I know he's yeah. a nice guy, but if he doesn't make the playoffs this year, he has to go. You have to fire him. Well, they will. I mean, there's so many. To me, I'm sure they will, right? I mean, there's but like, just there's constant people out turnover. There pundits, many... Oh, we got a great coach. We have a coach. How do you know you have a great coach? He has to win. Listen, just because he's a nice guy and he's good to interview and he cares about his players, great gotta win i'd rather have a sob as the coach <laughs> and win like what yeah is, but like, it's, it's impossible did, to is win bill there. belichick nice no but it come on you you know this there, dan snyder interferes so much and no, they can I, say what? all Listen, they want dan he Snyder's doesn't. his own worst enemy yeah but that's the reason it's there but i don't ownership. think he's interfering now i really don't i, I think, don't believe that i think he gave rivera another year I think Rivera has to make the playoffs this year or he should absolutely be. And honestly, if he gets off to like a three and seven start, fire. Bye. See you later. Goodbye, Ron Rivera. I I think there's so. I mean, how many coaches? I mean, come on. Years. 
Years. I mean, I've been working for you for like 11 years. So, I mean, we've never had – it doesn't matter who the coach is. It's just – it's, you know, disappointment. There's so – leadership starts at the top. It's so bad. As long as Dan Snyder is the owner, they will never win. It, you could build Bill Belichick okay, there. But he is the owner, and he hired Ron Rivera, who – Keep Ron. It's not going to change. See, even if they brought uh, in – you think Bill Belichick could turn that ship around? No way. Absolutely not. Bill Belichick was able to do what he did because Bob Kraft was like – you run the show. I, I want a winning team. Whatever. Listen, there's great coaches in San Francisco. There's great coaches in you know the Rams and the Bills, young coaches, McVeigh and others. You know. Listen, McVeigh was there, coaches, not as the head pay, coach, but yeah, well they all so so is um the, the coach of San Francisco. You pay these coaches a lot of money. <clears throat> Rivera needs to win this year. Sorry. Or he's out. Or he should be out. 100% out. All right. And, and by the way, shame on the Nationals. Worst <laughs> team in baseball. I just. Well, what, they're looking a, for a sale, too, don't you think? The Learners got their – they got their uh, World Series. They got their ring. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they're I don't think they're that invested anymore. Ugh, we All talked right, about a, a lot rant. today. What a rant. Okay, Patrick, where do people follow you? Patrick, GM, Fox 5 DC. Love it. We'll see you next week. All right, Sarah. Bye. Bye. 